0: Right here on 104.9 The Horn Midweek Movie Music Edition. of Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. That's my man Patrick. Takes songs from a soundtrack, uh, plays those songs for us, uh, and then based on the selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and uh, as to what the and that lead us to what the featured film of Midweek Movie Music is. And uh, today it is American Psycho. I didn't. I didn't get it. Actually, I did get it, but after several clues and hints, but were, you got it. Though. We, 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 it is. we still never lost. <laughs> you know we're gonna take the dub. We're gonna take the we dub. Take it the it dub. is a tricky one. It is a tricky one because
1: these songs. It's such an eclectic mix. It is, and they're so important to the movie. They are, this, but you yeah. don't think about it that way because all the songs. You're like, oh, if I think, if I hear these songs, I'd be
0: like, oh, it's an eighties. Like, yeah, and I kept thinking comedy. Yeah. and it is a dark, very dark, sadistic. Uh, sick comedy, but it is it is comedic um, in a lot of the dark, sinister scenes of American Psycho, which Hard has never seen, by the way. Nope. Yeah, you need to go. You need to check it out. It's not bad. Nope. It's, it, I'm t- Christian Bell makes it worth it. Christian Bell is like one of the great actors of our time. He makes it worth it. The, the plot and everything, yeah, it's strange. It's weird. It's ex- It's eccentric. Uh, you'd appreciate that. Yeah. But he is spectacular in it. All right. Like, he is. He's amazing in it. Like, he you're, he basically draws you in, and you don't even really have to worry about anything else that happens in it. Okay. Um, yeah.
1: so, or you could know. watch, uh, there's a parody of it that's just like a scene that's Huey Lewis as Christian Bale and Weird Al as the guy he kills. Where's this at? It's, it's just on YouTube. It's just a weird thing that because it's basically about Huey Lewis and him being mad, because he got known for that movie so much. He's like, I've done all this stuff. <laughs> and then, like, this super violent movie is this thing that I'm known for now. Yeah. People are like, oh yeah, you're the guy
0: from American Psycho. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I guess you're right. Because I, I, Harry Lewis, when you played the initial, I think that was like the second or third. No, was that, that, was, that was the four o'clock hit. No, yeah, no yeah. that was the third hit. Yeah. And he is known for being in kind of feel good, yeah. upbeat comedies from the 80s. Yeah. And that's why I threw through before a loop, but ended up getting it. American Psycho, great job, and a great soundtrack, by the way. Actually, it's a really good soundtrack too. Uh, My man, Patrick, Always uh, knocking out of the park. You can be a part of the show. Specs text on 512-337-3776. We'll get into the play-in games. We'll review the Lakers win and the Hawks win. And then we'll preview Oklahoma City and uh, Oklahoma City versus New Orleans and Chicago versus Toronto. We'll uh, preview both of those matchups coming up. And in Rod's rant of the day, we'll go behind the burnt orange curtain. I'm going to bump whatever I was going to do. And we'll talk about the transfer portal. It giveth and it taketh away. And already it's starting to uh, taketh away mm-hmm. from the from texas football team texas football team right now during the spring so we'll get into the latest from the texas transfer portal uh we got more uh, than a couple of names that have already been reported uh to have placed their name in a transfer portal from texas football so we'll do that coming up next segment all right let's start gentlemen with the win for the lakers over minnesota it was it was like I said, the Lakers love drama. they like TNT. They love drama. It had me who picked the Lakers had me a little anxious as well down the stretch. I don't know if it was more of a collapse and a meltdown by Minnesota or clutch scoring and clutch play by the Lakers. Either way, Lakers found a way to get the win, 108-102, to in overtime. To me, this is the, the stat that stands out the most, that Minnesota, they had 95 points with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. So you got the rest of the fourth quarter and overtime, and they had 95 points. They scored seven points the rest of the game. The rest of the fourth quarter and overtime—you're talking about eleven turnovers and five field goals and sixteen points total in the fourth quarter and overtime. That is where the game was lost, or it won, if you want to say, from the Lakers' standpoint. I guess you got to get stops, and they did get some yeah. crucial stops uh, late in the game. Well, you mean
2: those bricks that they were throwing up at the end of the <laughs> game, like them them force shots? So, yeah, you can't say that they picked it up defensively, but. They choked this game away. They had opportunities to win this game because the Lakers, think about it. LeBron and Anthony Davis, between the two of them, they scored 54 points. Mm -hmm. Austin Reeves had 12. There was nothing from Vanderbilt. There was nothing from D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, he was off. And you look at what Carl Anthony Towns and what he was able to do. Patrick brought it up. The foul trouble. Kyle Anderson didn't do anything. It was just one of those, and Anthony Edwards was the missing piece. If he gets 12 points, they win that game. If he just gets 12, he was 0 of 9 from three-point land, 3 of 17 for the game game. And he was the one that I told everybody, make
0: sure you get over there. If you haven't seen the Minnesota <laughs> Timberwolves play. Like, you, like, made sure to put it in, to, like, tell people that right before we got exactly. out there. You're like, yeah, make sure. Y'all watch Anthony Edwards. He's going to show out. And I was like, okay, that'd be great. Yeah. Right. And you he does. He is, that was a really bad game. All three of his field goals were layups, too, by the way. Yes. And they were all. I think two of them were overtime. One was a fast break. So yeah, he had one of his worst performances as a pro. That was really bad. For
2: yeah. Him. So if they have if they have Rudy Gobert in there, some of those rebounds that the Lakers Jaden McDaniels on defense. Jay, yes. If they would have had yeah. those guys, and the Lakers still just scraped by to get that dub, but everybody thinks that this was the turning point that the Lakers needed. They wrote on the board when we were two and ten, we had three percent chance, less than three percent. I'm like. <laughs> Come on, dog! It's the NBA. Everybody goes on runs. You figure it out. Guys deal with injuries. Different things happen throughout the year. You made it into the playoffs, and now your reward is the Memphis Grizzlies. Good luck with that. Get your mind right. Yeah, get your mind a, right. That's
0: a young, hungry team, right? Exactly. There. Uh, another stat that we good
2: in the West. Yeah, Ain't that' what
0: Josh said. We <laughs> yeah. good in the West. Uh, another stat that stood out, gentlemen, was um, man, Car- cat, big cat. He mm-hmm. was he was great early on. I mean, how about this? He he had 24 points with two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. I'm thinking to myself, man, Cat is being a force. This is actually was actually trending toward being one of his best games since he came back from the injury. Yes. He's only scored 30-plus points once since coming back from the injury, and he was well on his way to scoring 30-plus points. Guys, that 24 points, that would be all the points he scored in the game. He only attempted two more shots the rest of the game. You had two more periods of play. You had a fourth quarter and overtime and two and a half minutes left in the third quarter. He only took two shots, guys, missed them both, and never got to the free throw line. The foul trouble that he got in really really uh, told the story for the Minnesota Timberwolves because you look at that earlier stat I gave you about the 16 total points they scored in the fourth quarter in overtime, 11 turnovers on five field goals cat basically in the last 19 and a half minutes of the game he was a none factor he was mo- he was he was missing basically yeah casper the friendly ghost
2: <laughs> go and, and he was sitting on that sideline with his hands up talking about
0: i didn't foul him yes you did <laughs> yes you did
2: you were making silly silly fouls and and you didn't control yourself patrick brought it up earlier lebron was playing with five and he wouldn't foul He would stay away from it when normally he's being a physical brute trying to get into the lane, or you coming into the lane, he'll try to slap it off the backboard. He didn't even put himself in that situation. So Carl Anthony Towns, they get another shot at this stuff, but you got to be smarter. You have to be smarter if this is your opportunity. And let's not forget, wasn't it last year that Patrick Beverly jumped up on – the scorer's table <laughs> yeah. because they won a playoff <laughs> like game. he won an NCAA tournament. I, yeah, uh,
1: I, he might do it again tonight. <laughs> that's
2: right. That's right. He's with Chicago. Oh, that's right. If that's he right. He's with Chicago, himself, and he's from Chicago. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, no, he's right?
1: he is. He, I mean, he's done well. Like the team's better with him on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not. But I you can't be jumping up.
2: <laughs> and that's oh, why that's I sit here I and I look at that. what Minnesota had the opportunity, and then the report comes out that it was not the player's decision. It was not the coach's decision. It was the front office decision to keep uh, Gobert out of the game. The team hmm. wanted him to play. Yeah. No. Well, the they front had to, office said they to, no.
1: Yeah. yeah they, they said we have to put a hard line down because y'all are getting out of control. And That's like, fair. Like, like we that. can we can suspend Jaden McDaniels too. We can right. spend him all day long. Right. He ain't playing. Yeah, he's So the suspension there. don't really matter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and honestly it's not a bad thing because they're better without Rudy Gobert than they are with him. Like you're gonna see Rudy Gobert go up against who the Oklahoma City and and the Pelicans are playing tonight. Yep, those are young, fast teams.
0: Yeah, and you're Good about point.
1: to put Karl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert on the court at the
0: same time. Mm, twin towers kind of. Thing. And
1: you're trying Twin Towers, this team that is just gonna run you down, slow it down, and just continue. And like, cool. If you want to compete twos versus threes and watch these guys just run down on you the whole time, mm. it's gonna be a problem. But uh, yeah, I don't. That, that trade overall was not a great trade. And then they, because of that, they're depleted of other places and other mm-hmm. players they needed to have on this team. But, yeah, I, I think Jay McDaniels being out is probably one of the bigger things because they just couldn't stop the Lakers in some key points. They yep. were able to yep. – LeBron was able to draw defense around and yeah. then find the guys who were open.
0: Yeah, Dennis Schroeder stepped up big for him, 21 points off the bench. And, yeah, I mean, you're right, Patrick. They, they literally had – I mean, they had this game. They had the yeah, game. He, they should have won that game. Yeah, some some bad decision-making by Carl Anthony Towns as their star down the stretch, which made him unavailable because of the foul trouble. Um, they just could not manufacture offense. Anthony what's the other star uh, mm-hmm. you talked about, Hard. He came up short, too. Uh, so it, you know, they were right there. Uh, but clutch time is what the playoffs are all about, and that's definitely where the Lakers won this game and showed up was in clutch time.
1: I, I will say it's going to be interesting going forward with the Lakers to see if they try and play this a little bit faster lineup because they went – I mean, it's not small because it's still got Anthony Davis. And Vanderbilt's not a small guy. Rui is not a small guy. But it is a small lineup. And, though, you're not playing Mo Bamba. You're not playing Tristan Thompson. You're not playing any of your centers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're basically playing Anthony Davis at the five. And if he comes out, you're not playing anybody else. It's Vanderbilt or or Atchimura in there. You're not really playing a lot of bigs. And you're kind of just trying to go faster and get some three-pointers up. I mean, they shot a ton of threes in that game. They didn't hit a lot. No. They shot a bunch.
2: He was 0 of 9.
1: So it'll be interesting to see, as they go up against Memphis, a team with Steven Adams out, do they try to play big ball and, and stick some of those guys in the paint a little bit more, or do they try and run with Memphis? Because it's going to be – I mean, defensively, you probably don't want to stick the big guys out there because Memphis will run up and down the court on you. But offensively, you may need to do it. Well, yeah. the only
2: thing is, too, Steven Adams is not going to be in the playoffs. He's out. But here's the thing. Yesterday, the Lakers had fifty four points in the paint to thirty six for for uh Minnesota. Fifty four points in the paint.
0: That's yeah. ridiculous. And then add to that the free throw line. Yes. They were They were excellent. They were 22 of 24 overall from the free-throw line the Lakers were. That's nearly 92%. They shoot 77% on the season. They were 13 of 13 in the third and fourth quarter. That also doesn't happen a lot with the Lakers, and they showed up. So in addition to you talked about the points and the pain disparity, they were getting physical um, and getting to the free-throw line. That was a priority for them too. So we'll see. Right now the Lakers, um, they're riding high. They're still one of the hotter teams technically uh, in the playoffs now officially. But Memphis, man, that is going to be a hard out uh, for the Lakers. I think it'll end up going six or seven, though. Um, Uh,
2: That's what I said. I mean, there's, there's. If you get to that point, you need to finish him. Finish LeBron. (laughs) Don't let LeBron get to seven. Exactly. Don't let
0: LeBron get to seven. Uh, Also, uh, the Hawks won last night as well, gentlemen. One sixteen to one hundred five. But, I mean, not much to discuss. This was, I mean, the score kind of indicates that it was a closer game, but if you watched it, you understood, man, the Hawks just put a butt-whipping, Old Testament-style butt-whipping on the Miami Heat. I picked Miami Heat, so I was way off on this one.
2: You and everybody else, bro. <laughs> you ain't alone. You yeah, are not alone.
0: Yeah, the gla- but I, you know, the glaring stat is the rebounding stat, yes. which probably tells a whole other story about the effort overall by Miami Heat, but, but Atlanta. I out- read. Out- rebounded Miami. Sixty-three to thirty-nine. Ridiculous. Twenty-two to six on the offensive boards. That, in a nutshell, really kind of told the story.
2: And also, let's go back to it. They scored sixty-four points in the paint.
0: Also big of their one sixteen.
2: <laughs> sixty-four points. That's crazy. And it goes back to your point That's about crazy. the rebounding. Nice. That's how it was happening. Second chance buckets and actually scoring instead of. Getting a rebound and getting it back out. Nope. They were in there hustling and getting those putbacks. And that seems to be the difference as well.
0: And I mean the Heat are they were a the top five defensive rebounding teams. They weren't a bad defensive rebounding team right. going into this matchup. Uh, but man, uh, my Atlanta wanted it more. No doubt. That's all you that, that, that's it, as simple as you can put it. It looked like that anyway. For sure. Uh, Trey Young, 25 points. Jonte Murray came up at 18. Patrick said he needed 20. He, got he, you, he was close, he was man. right there.
2: He was close. He needed
0: 20. But Clint Capella, I don't know if anybody expected him to dominate the boards. He had 21 of them.
2: 20. 21 rebounds, and, which is uh, the next closest to him for the the Miami Heat, nine rebounds by Adebayo.
0: Oh (laughs) Yes, he had nine. (laughs) Honestly, the most surprising stat actually was not even a rebounding stat. It was Kyle Lowry.
2: He was in the house.
0: 33 points from Kyle Lowry. It was the highest scoring game in two years with Miami for Kyle Lowry. Which is why they
2: (laughs) lost, because he was their leading scorer. Think about Uh, it. He is not that dude anymore. That's fair. Like what you just said, you just went through the numbers about it was the highest he has scored in two seasons. Man, well, but
1: he was the only one who seemed like he wanted to be there. Yeah. That's
2: how I feel. The, the rest <laughs> of the team seemed like they were
1: the guys that were like, man, we're really like a four seed, but we, we're we the seven. But you know, just injuries, we're the four. And you're like, yeah. no, man, you're a seven seed.
2: And you're playing you in this act- game. You were
1: acting like you you were so much better than them. Yep. It's time to fight for your life. And, and like, you, yeah. never, like, you don't have the players. Fight for her.
0: <laughs> you, for whatever reason, you thought you were a four seed. You're not. Right. Right. Yeah, they, they still like that. They still because remember we brought this up yesterday that both of those teams had been in the, the conference finals yes. in the last two years, yep. and they almost felt like this was beneath them. Like, no, 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 man, we're too yeah. good to be this <laughs> playing. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, man, you better you better look up. It's time. It's a fight, and, no, and <laughs> you could
1: beat. And Quinn Snyder had a really good game plan, which yeah. was basically they think we're going to go to Trey Young a lot, so we're just going to let Trey Young facilitate some, and we're going to kind of use him as a decoy for a lot of the game. And not run the offense through Trey Young as much. So it's gonna throw them off because their entire defensive plan was to over help on Trey Young. And so when everybody else starts trying to score, they don't have any options. Yep. Because now they're they're not helping out on anybody else. And you know if you give up on Trey Young, then all of a sudden he's gonna hit four threes and it's over. So you just kind of got punched in the mouth because they went away from Trey Young to start the game, and they never were able to recover into that. They made a couple mm-hmm. runs in there. But then they just couldn't get those rebounds and stops. You play great defense for like 22 seconds, and then they just throw some at the rim, it bounces off, and they get a free dunk. And hey, Come on, man.
0: Yeah, to, to Patrick's point about them, uh, their, their pl- game plan, turning Trey Young somewhat into a decoy slash facilitator, you had four Hawks reserve players, uh, Sadiq Bey, Bogdano, uh, Bogda, Bogdanovich, uh, also uh, Agunkwu, and uh, Jalen Johnson. They combined for 53 points off the bench.
2: Yeah. That's that, crazy.
0: Just those four guys,
2: and that's the part of it that goes back to what you said. Not saying. expect that they wanted it more. They looked at it. You know, most of the time when you go to Miami, you think the visiting team gonna struggle a little bit because of that nightlife. <laughs> Quinn
0: Snyder told him, get My to y'all's life. room, get to y'all's room, get to y'all's room. You, know, are you, are know, you going that, out tonight. That, you got that pop of it. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Get there, get uh, okay, Chicago Bulls in action tonight. They're at the Toronto Raptors. The winner advances to face the Miami Heat. Uh, and the loser is eliminated from the postseason altogether. The Raptors won the season series, I believe, 2-1. to one. And, you know, really when you look at it. Um, for me, I just look at the past matchups. It, it looks like the, um, that the Raptors may have a, a slight advantage just kind of looking at the past matchups. Mm-hmm. If you go look at the, the Raptors won the series, but that the, the one win, uh, one of their wins, I should say, they won 113-104. Um, Toronto had 11 steals and 10 blocks in that game. Which is a rarity. Um, yeah, and they forced 20 turnovers. That led yep. to 21 points off of those turnovers. Um, and uh, in, the, in the other win, they had a 19-6 edge in offensive rebounding. So it's turnovers are going to be big. For some reason, when the Raptors have played them, and not for some reason the Raptors defense is opportunistic, but they've been able to force a ton of turnovers. Yep. And defensive, they've made a lot of splash plays.
2: Well, here's another thing, too. On the road, they're eight, the Bulls are 18 and 23 Mm. and the Raptors at home are 27 and 14. All right. So there's that too. And I heard Zay say this and it cracked me up earlier when he was like, is, is, uh, Drake gonna be there. That would be my deciding factor. <laughs>
0: win
2: yeah, of course, Drake's gonna be there. It's a home game. Come baby. on, man. Yeah, of course, Drake's gonna exactly. be there. I'm looking
0: forward to Drake being there. It's a little entertainment. Talking sometimes.
2: trash to everybody on that front row. And but Pat Bev. Yeah, I'm oh, just about to say. Yeah, Pat Bev about that life. Mm-hmm. He likes
0: that. Uh, Demar Derozan. Um, remember, uh, he's moved around a ton yep. since then. But uh, obviously, he's got some ties uh, with the Toronto Raptors. The uh, how about this when he was um, when he was playing against the Chicago Bulls this season, he took nine shots in the first game that he played against. Uh, Play when he played against the Raptors and he and he committed. If you look at game two, uh, Zach Levine kind of took over. He had thirty points, but DeRozan only had nine points in that matchup too. Um, and had I think uh, and in game three, I think he had 13 points on, like, 11 field goals. DeMar DeRozan just has not been great uh, playing against his former team.
2: And this is something, too, for you, Rod, as a Rockets fan. This is an interview by Nick Nurse because Nick Nurse is the head coach that is the one that the Rockets covet. They are looking at the Raptors head coach, mm. Nick Nurse. So go ahead and fill out your scouting report on your future coach down there in H-Town. Supposed to be a
0: defensive guru or some sort? Is that what it is? Yeah, and I mean, this is going to be a weird
2: game tonight in the fact that this Toronto
1: team, this is kind of their last leg of the Toronto team being built this way. Uh, We figure Fred Van Fleet's gone because he's going to want more money than they're probably going to pay him. He'll go to Houston. Uh, We know Pascal Siakam has been on the trade block for the last two years now and so he may get traded. Both Yaka, of them
2: going to be in the transfer portal going with that coach. <laughs> <laughs> they get they get Yaka
1: traded. Uh, that trade, was actually a – They that, trade a he's a really good player, yeah. but he, again, is a free agent. So, it, you know, you don't know what this Toronto team could look like next season. So it's going to be interesting to see if they get up for the game and if they're really going and they're like, hey, man, let's go make a run, or they've all kind of just been like, hey, man, I've my locker's already pretty clean. Yep. You know what I mean? that. Clean out and the Bulls, we know they're gonna have, you know, they gotta figure out some things this year, especially with Lonzo Ball. They they keep figuring out that he's not getting healthy. Uh, because mm. that was kind of one of the big pieces was they needed Lonzo Ball. He played really well. It sucks that he's Almost just not been able to stay on the court. Yeah. But if, if he's not gonna be able to be a part of this team going forward, you have an aging DeMar DeRozan. Zach Levine hasn't been able to be that guy. So both these teams could make some big moves. You want to see if they're ready to go. I will believe that Pat Beverly will get his team up for it no matter what. Because if he's not, he will be yelling at everybody. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't know if Toronto's gonna be able to get that that fire under him if Nick Nurse is gonna be able to light him up. And that's what we saw happen to Miami last night. That's what we saw happen to the Lakers early yeah. last night. No, you're yeah.
0: right about that. Miami thing, I mean, that sometimes you just get shell shocked and Miami looked like it. And if uh I don't know, the Bulls come out and they come out with that kind of uh Attitude and intensity, uh, maybe they can shock the Toronto Raptors. I'll take the Raptors right now, but I'm not 100% confident in that pick. I could see Chicago uh, making this thing really interesting. On the, uh, the other game tonight, OKC uh, at New Orleans. You'll have uh, the winner advancing to face the Timberwolves uh, on the road for that eight seed. The loser is eliminated from the postseason. Pelicans took the season series 3-1. Um, and I honestly, somebody that we should be talking about more and I'm glad why the play-in I think is such a good experiment for the NBA. It had such a a March Madness feel to it, and I think that's pretty good. Not too much March Madness, just a yeah. little bit, a little sprinkle of March Madness uh, in the NBA a postseason. Little a little sprinkle there. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. Big fan of him. Man. Big fan of him.
0: He is having a hell of a season. Yep. I mean, I don't, last couple seasons, actually. Yeah, you yeah. right, Just not watching enough of him. I'll admit yep. that. It's his fifth year. He's fourth in, in the NBA in scoring right yeah. now. Oh yeah. Thirty one point four points per game. Um, in his four games versus New Orleans, he's averaging thirty three points per game.
2: He likes them. Eight
0: rebounds, four assists, and two steals. So he might have himself a hell of a game. That was talk about an underrated pickup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just like kind of a throw-in with the Paul George trade. Yeah, I mean, they knew he was; they thought
1: he'd be good, but they didn't expect him to be this good. good. Like they really weren't expecting to have to make a decision about paying him a max,
2: right? And that's cool. where
1: they're at now. Also, Josh Giddey's on the Oklahoma City team. He is really playing like he's a really good player. Those two guys play really well together, so that's fun to watch. But on the other end, Brandon Ingram is just has been playing really good for the last Brandon couple of years. Brandon Ingram. We got to see if C.J. McCollum, if the C.J. McCollum who we know can be, shows up or C.J. McCollum, who shows up a lot of times in New Orleans, shows up. But you kind of want New Orleans to stay in this because there's hope that Zion could play at some point. I know he wants to come back. He he said the other day, he's like, people don't think I want to come back. We're like, no, we just don't think you work hard enough to come back. Exactly. Big difference. We know you want to, yeah. but want and work are two different things. I don't think we're going to see him. Not, the, I don't not how so he either. sounded
0: when I heard him No, talk. no, no. He I said, don't think we
1: will either, but you kind of just want to hold out that oh, hope. Yeah. Be because – that changes because that changes everything
0: in a playoff series. Oh yeah, but well, that's what the NBA wants, right? We want to see the superstars. Yeah. you know we don't care if they advance. That's why we want to see Luca and Kyrie. I mean, yep. who doesn't right. want to yeah. see? The who drama. doesn't want to see yeah. Durant
1: versus Zion in the Mister Glass competition? <laughs> if yep. Anthony Davis Fred shows Gilly. up, everyone's gonna be like,
0: "Hey, no one move." <laughs> yep. yep. Fragile would be how I would describe that. Uh, okay, real quick, a uh, little nugget here too. Do you guys? You brought up Brandon Ingram. Um, he missed a lot of games early. On. I think he missed like thirty-five of their first like fifty-something mm-hmm. games. Um, in that third game versus OKC, it was like February thirteenth. He had thirty-four. He dropped Ooh. thirty-four on him. Had and hit like fifty-eight percent for the field. He hit sixty percent from three-point range in that game. Yeah. He was on fire. Now he might be, re- re- you know, recalling that in this game. So why, yeah, watch Brandon Ingram and also another stat thrown out there about uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. How about this? The only player since 1999 and 2000 to average 31 points per game or more and play at least 68 games, which he has done, and not be an NBA first-team player was Allen Iverson in 05-06. There you go. He was third-team behind Kobe and Steve Nash on the first team, D. Wade and Chauncey Billups on the second team, and Gilbert Arenas. Was the third team You're talking all-
1: bad about Portland's head coach Chauncey Billups? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. No, no, not, not at all. But in that case, so th- I'm saying that's how good this young kid is. He's 24, something like that, and he's not. I mean, first, I, I haven't looked at the uh, they, haven't, they the first team have come in, out yet.
1: But he's not going to be first team. No, but he'll be second team. If he'll he be second team. team. you think? Yeah, I, I've seen on some ballots him being first team. Oh, yeah. really? I have. Okay. So there are people that are putting him up there. Basically, it's a question. Do you watch Oklahoma City? Did you watch Oklahoma City? (laughs) So the Eastern Conference people ain't going to vote for him. Western Conference people will start voting for him, but... Eastern Conference people didn't really watch much Oklahoma City. Yeah, you
0: got to have that NBA package to know yes. Shea Alexander yeah. was a good player. And guess what Patrick has The NBA <laughs> package. <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know. You're like, that guy's a damn good player. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's solid. All right, uh, we come back. We got Rod's rant of the day on the other side. We'll keep up with the transfer portal. It giveth and it taketh the way, well, it's taking from the Longhorn aye, football aye, team aye. right now. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about what it means. We'll give you all the names right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104. I'm horn. Light. i'm as mad as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real you ain't keeping it ra- my god okay it's happening everybody stay calm
2: oh everybody you've done it deal. now it's time
0: for rod's
2: rant of the day hold on to your butts all
0: right welcome back to uh ball don't lie here uh right here on 1049 the horn time for rod's rant of the day and I just want to get into the latest breaking news uh, in regards to the transfer portal. Uh, these Texas spring football game is this weekend, um, and as a matter of fact, I'll throw it out there. We'll have your coverage right here on 104.9 The Horn, starting up at 11 a.m. We'll yep, have yep. your pre-game festivities, and we'll go to 12:45, and then Craig Way on the call of the spring game, starting at one o'clock right here on 104.9 The Horn this Saturday. Uh, but we know that the transfer portal, it giveth and it, it taketh it away. Well. It's already starting to take away from the Texas football team. We got three names that are in it already, and I'm sure that there are going to be more. But uh, right now, uh, you do have the first was Brennan Thompson, the wide receiver. Um, that was be, that was reported earlier today. Uh, that, and that was reported, I think, uh, Rivals the first one that I saw it. Uh, but multiple sources have also reported that Brennan Thompson, he is going to enter the transfer portal. I uh, remember he had, I think, one reception uh, this year for 32 yards. I remember that reception, too. It oh, was yeah. They ran it was two mistake. Yeah, it was a two-tailback set too. And yeah. they kind of tossed like a wide receiver screen to him. Man, he took off, and you did get to see the the the, the burners. burners yeah. uh, from my man Brandon Thompson. But remember he's a two sport athlete, track and football. Uh came to Texas, obviously, uh as a, a two sport athlete. And I imagine whatever school he decides to go to, that's gonna be a huge factor. I mean, it's a guy that ran personal best of ten 2 two. In a hundred meters and a twenty point seven to two hundred. Did you run track hard? Did you run track
2: in middle school? Not in high school because I was playing baseball.
0: Yeah, you played everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I I ran track. That's. He can run, run.
2: They wanted me to run, run during that time, and I was like, Mm. no, no. I just run bases. (laughs) Nah,
0: you can go, go, yeah, yeah. You can make a whole lot more guaranteed money running them bases, too. Uh, But, yeah, so Brendan Thompson, and you like Brendan Thompson, so did I. He did fit the Sark mode Mm -hmm. of wide receiver, too. Speed Demon, who was a little undersized. I think he was around 165, but uh, he was a guy that could go, and uh, he's moving on um, to find a new path to play. That's what all these guys are looking for, a path to play, and when they don't see that path to play, Texas, that just means, um, honestly, and I hate to say it, it's a good thing for Texas because that would mean that this is a guy that's got a lot of talent and he doesn't right now see a way for him to get on the field because that wide receiver room is so deep. So a lot of the times when you're upgrading the roster like Sarkis right now, Mm -hmm. this is a good thing because you're just making upgrades and these guys, they don't see a path to play. That's why they're moving on. They probably will find a home pretty quickly. No
2: doubt. No doubt. I mean, you got to make a move.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I totally agree. And it it says that uh, he took official visits to Oklahoma State, A&M, Oregon. You brought up Oregon, too. Um, And uh, Arizona State's another name that's kind of been brought up, too. He's going to look to run tracks, so Oregon – that does, uh, I, actually.
2: That, that rings well <laughs> it for does. me. Yeah.
0: Uh, another player transferring, Texas freshman linebacker Travell Johnson, has requested to enter the transfer portal. This also comes from rivals. Uh, Said Johnson is a three-star prospect, one of the more productive linebackers in the state of Texas during his junior season. Um, he's one of those guys, I believe he was the number 47 linebacker nationally uh, and the number 74 player in the state of Texas in that 2022 class. He also moving on, hard. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Signing. I mean, they well, as we talked about a lot with these players, mm-hmm. you can look out there and see. And you've heard this before, Rob, because it's 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 an old saying. Mm-hmm. Some They always recruit somebody to replace you. Yeah, they do. Because that is how you provide depth. So if you're looking and you're saying, I didn't get on the field before, and now they're bringing in other guys that are on the field now, I might need to do something else. I might need to go somewhere else and mm-hmm. take somebody else's position at another place.
0: Yeah, I, and this is the reality of the transfer portal era that we yep, live in. Yep. I mean, the free market has hit college football. It's hit it official. It hit <laughs> it hard too with the NIL and the transfer portal. Yep. Uh, and the other player is Edge Rusher. And this is, you know, we thought Edge Rusher was be somewhere where you would need talent. Hell, mm-hmm. linebacker too, opposite yep. of Jalen Ford. And uh, you got guys that are still deciding uh, to go find another path to play elsewhere rather than competing here at Texas with the Edge Rusher, uh, Edge player Derek Brown. Also entering the transfer portal. Uh, He was, uh, based on this ranking, uh, number 35 edge nationally, number 53 player in the state uh, in that 2022 class. Also moving on to greener pastures.
2: They said that young man had 28. offers coming out of high school. He'll be fine. Yeah. I
0: think he's gonna find a spot. <laughs> uh he'll be fine. Like I said, this is this is And they got good training while they were here. They got good training. But this is necessary. This yeah. is, you know, attrition is not only expected at this point in the transfer portal era, but it's welcomed. In a lot of uh, ways, because Texas, I believe, is past their scholarship limit right now. Mm -hmm. I haven't done the numbers, but when you're past your scholarship limit, I believe it's about 88, something like that, past scholarship limit. Now, you got to get down to make sure you're under the scholarship limit or right at it, but then you want to bring in. Other transfer exactly. portal acquisitions, you want to upgrade at other uh, positions or address concerns on your roster in terms of roster building. So you might need to get, you know, a few more of these transfer portal uh, exits from players because you just need to make room yep. on your roster mm-hmm. to upgrade. So like I, said, I think this is a good thing. Attrition now is nothing to be alarmed about. It used to be. But now with the transfer portal, there is an immediate way for you to feel those needs and those issues. And I, you know, I've, I've been tracking, and this is something in the social media age we live in that's become uh, more common. That in, on social media, when we have uh, exes that you know we break up with, they've done studies that people don't—they don't unfollow their exes as much as they used to. Right. It used to be a big thing; you'd unfollow your ex now. A lot of people, they just, they may you stop. You don't even block they, them no You more. stop discussing. Yeah, you yeah. stop talking to them, and you obviously are not going to date them, and you may change your status, but you don't unfollow them. And a lot of that leads to kind of stalking your ex. Social yeah. kind of, you know what I mean? And it's and nothing wrong with it. All right, cyber-stalking, as long as you do it respectfully. Do it from afar. Uh, but a recent study uh, from Western University found that 48% of people remain friends with their exes on Facebook. 88% check uh, out their partner's page to see what they're doing. And I totally you know, I, I, I believe those numbers out there, too. And I, I feel there's an element of that with the transfer portal. I do believe you should keep up with the players that leave your program mm-hmm. um, and, and strictly to find out where they're going, because I think that is a way to uh, gauge the health of your program overall. And to gauge the the uh, the health of your roster upgrades, yeah. right? Think about this. So Texas had 14 players that I counted last uh, transfer cycle that ended up hitting the transfer portal, and uh, I believe if you look at it, 11 of them went to a power five or a group of five school. You had mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Garth went to U of H. Uh, the old lineman, Junior Angelow, went to Oregon. You had Jameer Johnson, who went to Indiana. Prince Dorba went to Arizona State, along with Troy O'Meary, Andre Carrick, Tennessee, Hudson Card, Purdue, Devin Richardson, Washington State. Uh, ben Ballard went to Florida. Atlanta. He was a walk on. Um, but I'm not insulting I'm just saying that that's not scholarship, just to make sure i giving you specifics. But JD Coffey went to San Diego State. Ovia Gopher went to LSU. Um, They did have two players, Ajayah Hall, I couldn't find a place for him, and Isaac Pearson, I didn't know where he ended up going, I think they had a long snapper as well I did not count the long snapper, no disrespect to the long snapper, uh, and DJ Harris ended up going to Tarleton State so almost all the players who transferred from Texas ended up at a group of five or a power five program, to me, and I always say that one man's trash is another man's treasure that shows the health of the Sarkeesian upgrade Correct. That with the roster, Correct. that the guys that are looking for a path to play elsewhere, not only are they finding a path to play elsewhere, they're coveted elsewhere. Yep. They're coveted. So I'm not, I was never the guy that wanted my exes to do bad after they started, that they dated me. I want my exes to go on and do really well. I want them to go on and become, you know, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. Yes. And go find the love of your life and get married and have beautiful kids, all that kind of stuff. Because to me, I often gauge my, my, my taste in women uh, on how my exes perform once they're done with me. Yeah. She goes on and she's balling up the meal. Like, yes, see, I told you I got good taste in Man. women. I may have screwed it up when she was with me, but I got a really good taste. I know how to pick up. Turn
2: it back on myself. Make me yeah, look good. Right? Yeah,
0: I know how to pick up. I em. knew what I was doing. She's balling. Oh, she's an insta. Yeah. she's balling now. She's a model now. An her, model. Yeah, that, I love that. I inspired her. You know what I mean? Oh, she <laughs> she married a millionaire. Great. I knew I knew how to pick up. And that's how you should look at the the guys that leave your program, or gals for that matter, in any yeah. program. Keep up with the ones that lead. They will determine. And the overall health of the upgrade. If you're upgrading and it's a legit upgrade, all those guys they're gonna mm-hmm. be going to group of five or power five schools. If not, if they're all going to lower levels, and they're dropping down yep. in the level of play, well, it shows you you might have had a you might have bad picker. Yeah, they be choosing the wrong ones. You can't do that. I choose the right ones. All my exes are killing it. They're oh. balling. Mm-hmm. Out of control. Doing their thing. Yeah, I know, because I cyberstalk. them. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll come right back. Off the record, on the other side, right here, on Baltimore Live, What If we do Not The Hoard. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9. The horn, man, I did not realize. I knew the soundtrack for American Psycho was pretty good. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm more impressed now, Patrick, than I've ever been because I don't think I've actually... Heard all the songs on the soundtrack. I knew from the movie it was a good soundtrack. Yeah, and
1: there's a lot we're not going to play, too. I mean, like, it's a good... That's a, it's eclectic. It's eclectic. Yeah, all it was one of those ones when I was looking for stuff. Because basically it came out uh, 23 years ago Friday.
0: Oh, ah, okay. So this week.
1: So oh. it came out this 23 years ago this week. And when I was looking through movies that came out, you're like, I know, I bet this has a good soundtrack because music was central to it at a point. So yeah. you're like, they had to spend money for music. So it's normally like when you're looking at movies, like, do they want to spend the money to get the music they want, or they just kind of take what they can get? And
0: because it was so central to the character you American Psycho, they had to the it. It's had built into the budget. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. That's uh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Patrick takes songs from a soundtrack of a movie that inspired him or is relevant for some reason or another. Um, and he plays those songs for Harj and I uh, on midweek movie music. And based on these selections, we're supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film, uh, which today is American Psycho. All right. We're going to get to a uh, story here for off the record, but we'll just, since we don't have a ton of time, I'll just give you an update on the Lamar Jackson uh, story, because I wanted to get to this in NFL News Notes and Nuggets, didn't have enough t- a ton of time. So Ian Rappaport said that Lamar Jackson did indeed recruit Odell Beckham Jr. He did drop that bomb. So it, Makes sense it,
1: why it was a one-year deal.
0: Yeah, so Patrick, you, you were hinting that maybe they that Baltimore overpaid, which they did. Now, uh, a, a dramatic uh, and I think a ridiculous uh, overvaluation of Odell Beckham Jr. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams size, Cardi B size, Megan the Stallion size. But if this is the guy that Lamar Jackson wanted and was recruiting him and you're trying to rekindle all right, your relationship uh, with Lamar Jackson or trying to repair it, uh, maybe you're right Patrick maybe this is their desperate attempt to do it I don't know it's a bad attempt in my opinion to try yeah. to repair things well no but this may
1: be Lamar Jackson being like look I get it you're I can't go anywhere else y'all y'all screwed me I'm gonna have to play one more season here I'm gonna go get my guy for one sign I don't want deal and then we'll both go somewhere else after the season
0: you're right because it seems like right now he's gonna be playing there whether yeah. he wants to, or he's not going to play at all.
1: Yeah, but that's, I, don't, I doubt he's, he's not going to play if he's recruiting. Like it seems exactly. more and more after the story that he's he's resigned himself that he's going to have to play one more year in Baltimore, and I think that may be the thing where he's just like, well, all right, let's do this one more year, and then try and let me get another wide receiver and try and make my stats even better, and then maybe after this season I'll go get that deal.
0: If he's recruiting players there, and I believe Rappaport also part of the, the uh, report was saying that Odell Beckham Jr. went there with the knowledge, uh, with the belief, I should say, that he will play with Lamar yeah. Jackson. Like, they're playing together. I ain't going there just to yeah. go there. No, I mean, so, when, they, when we saw
1: they were FaceTiming each other, it seems yeah. weird. And they that, went to the
0: club together? Yeah.
1: They went clubbing it together? It seems weird that they've been hanging out together, and he's like, man, I'm glad you came here. I got to go.
0: So, okay, so could this be the, basically, could the Ravens try to turn this draft into a Kobe special where they're basically trying to repair things with Lamar Jackson and then make some picks devoted to offense to try to entice Lamar Jackson to come back? I I don't. I I mean, Or would it be the opposite? Instead of an ode to Lamar Jackson, it's an FU to Lamar Jackson where they draft a quarterback higher than everybody thought they were going to do or something like that. Yeah, I
1: mean, because I don't know what else, like, because drafting an old lineman actually fits kind of what the Ravens do. So that's not a huge— And that's good for
0: any quarterback. And then
1: they've got Rashard Bateman and Odell Beckham Jr. now, so you don't figure they're going to try and draft another wide receiver, at least not high—
0: they should. Even, they I, they, I know they should, they but they, they should. probably won't. And they're bad at they it. They
1: have a tight end in Mark Andrews. So they've got Mark Andrews. So they're good there. So really, and, and the running back-wise, they could take another one. I think they're still hoping J.K. Dobbins is able to. They're deep
0: at running back. They're just never healthy.
1: thing. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins was supposed to be good, but then like if you saw his knee last year, it looked like there's screws in it and stuff. Yeah, it's and a weird. Don't look good. Yeah, so I, I don't know what else they would really. Like you could draft a wide receiver soon but it doesn't seem like they would it seems like they're going to try and help this defense which they desperately need to do too this defense is very beat up that's
0: where they've been spending all their money they spent the i know but it's not good they spent spent the fewest amount of salary cap dollars on offense in lamar jackson's uh years as a starter and the second fewest dollars on on the wide receiver position they spending most of that money on defense It's like so why isn't the defense good You've been spending money on defense. Yeah, they're still not very good. They're still not very good. Uh, All right, uh, there you go. A little update on the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. We'll come back. My man Craig Way, the voice of Lone Coins. He and Jeff Howe on Light the Tower had an interview with the head coach Steve Sarkeesian. We'll replay that for you. Coming up next, right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful on the Horn.